Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Allegedly Bravo, the podcast about all things reality show, celebrity, crime, and law. I'm your host, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing great. I have to be honest with you. I've I went out to lunch slash dinner. I'd call it Liner with George Glass, and we had some wonderful wine. And I'm feeling myself. I'm wearing this very cute shirt that's a leotard that also looks exactly like. Rachel's outfit in her confessional, that blue one with like the neckline. Um, and I did put it on Instagram. I said, should I wear this? Should I not? And most people said I should get rid of it because it's giving Rachel. <sighs> I didn't listen. I didn't listen. I think I ripped off the tag because I don't see it on here, but I just wore this thing. I just wore it. And I thought, much like the white nail polish on my toes, which I didn't post on the internet because first of all, I don't want my feet on some random website. And second of all, it's like, who wants to see feet, you know, but I've reclaimed white nail polish. And when I had my white nail polish on my toes, George Glass was like, wow, I can't believe you're doing that. And I just felt like a woman like in, in the Senate who was like, I'm reclaiming my time. So I reclaimed my time. And I think you all should too. Like, honestly, fuck Tom Sandoval. Like, fuck you, Tom Sandoval. Oh, you just think that you can like ruin white nail polish for us all? No. Guess what? You can't. So I'm sitting here rocking my white nail polish all over my toes. And I just think you guys should too, because at the end of the day, we only have one life to live. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure as hell not going to let Tom Sandoval little loser. Tell me what to do. Okay. So sometimes I say things like that, like, Oh, Tom Sandoval's a loser. And then when I say it, then I start to feel bad. Like, well, do you think Tom Sandoval? I mean, obviously he doesn't feel that way, but do you think his feelings are hurt when I say it? And then I remember Tom Sandoval isn't probably listening to this podcast. And if he is, I'm sure you already know, Tom, you're not very well liked in this community, I got to say. And I don't know if you guys heard this, but I heard 
last week, it's July 15th when I'm recording this last week, sometime, like maybe the 13th. I don't know. Maybe it was Friday, the 14th. I don't know. One of the days Tom and Lisa Vanderpump were together and I heard that Lisa and Tom got into such a heavy altercation that actual security had to get in the middle of them and like break them up. And apparently, I don't know this to be true. Lisa Vanderpump called him like a liar and like a manipulator. And I just have to say like, duh, Lisa, we fucking been knew that. Like we knew that. And Lisa's coming out here like, you're manipulative, honey, honey. We knew. I don't know if this is news to her or what, but like, we knew. I don't know. I don't know. It's just pretty. It's crazy what's been going on in this community these days. I mean, we have like altercations going on between older women and cheating whore bags. And then we have Ariana just going around getting cast in Dancing with the Stars. Of course, she's the biggest star we know. Of course, she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. And then Vanderpump Rules gets an Emmy. And I'm just sitting here on cloud nine like, yeah, I watch Emmy shows. The shows I watch are nominated for Emmys. (laughs) I can't even listen. Like if one more person's like, What kind of, oh, you watch reality TV? Oh, that's stupid trash. Yeah, it's stupid trash. And here's the other thing. Maybe I'm going off the walls here because I've just had a little too much to drink. But one of the things that bothers me is like, it's like, I feel like protective over reality television like I do over my siblings. It's like, yeah, I can call my sibling a whore, but you can't. You can't. So if I'm sitting here going like, I just only watch trash TV and reality TV. That doesn't give you, not you, because obviously everyone who's listening also enjoys trash, but like the outsiders, the people who like aren't Bravo people or don't watch reality TV. It doesn't then go ahead and give you the authority to go ahead and tell us that we're trash. It's just, that's not how it works. So we can say it's trash, but you can't say that it's trash. This is a one-way street. Um, so we watch, now we watch Emmy-nominated television shows. That's just how our life goes. The other thing I wanted to bring up is, I don't know if this sounds a lot more clear to you, but it should, because this whole entire time I've been recording this goddamn show, I've been using the microphone backwards. So I've been sitting here like, I don't know how to edit or something. Like, am I just dumb? I know everybody else knows how to do it, but why don't I know how to do it? So one day I was sitting at my computer and I'm like Googling, like, why doesn't my Yeti microphone work well? And I pull up a YouTube video. Turns out I've been talking into the wrong side. So it's only been recording me from the wrong side this whole entire time. And for that, I apologize. That's all I have to say, really. I only have an apology to give. That's the only one. That's the only one that I have. I've been watching a lot of Keeping Up with the Kardashians lately against my own will, but it's like there's been like not a lot on TV. So I've been going to Hulu, which I hate. 
I hate Hulu. I don't know about you guys, but I can't stand it. First of all, the user interface is terrible. Terrible. Half the time, I don't know what I'm even selected. It's like, I'll think I'm like, oh yeah, obviously I'm going to watch this show. This is what I'm selecting. And then I'll push like select and it's not even that doesn't go on. So it's like, where was the the clicker? Where was the cursor? Why isn't this working right? And so Hulu and I just, we don't get along. But on the other hand, Love Island UK comes to me via Hulu. So I must dabble. And so then on Hulu, because I'm watching Love Island, I'm also watching the Kardashians. And I have to say, I fucking love that show. I love that show. Those people are funny. They just are. I think it's really funny when Kim looked at, I mean, okay, first of all, let's just get to the bottom of it. How hilarious is it that all of these people are like, you stole Dolce and Gabbana from me. Like I live a La Vida Loca and you live a La Vida Not Loca. And so why are you even using Dolce and Gabbana? That's so funny. That's really funny. This is how, you know, they have like not a lot to do with themselves, you know, other than everything that they have to do for their own selves. I mean, more like this is how out of touch with reality they are. Is it like, oh my God, like I live in La Vida Loca and you stole my La Vida La Loca. Um, everybody should be watching this, but also like an hour these days is a little too long for a Kardashian show. I prefer them short and quick, like crappy Lake. Crappy Lake is short and quick. It's 30 minutes an episode and it's hilarious. Have you guys watched crappy Lake? If you haven't watched crappy Lake with Sonia and Luann, I don't know what you're doing. Stop. Go watch it. It's so funny. And it's not even funny. Like, Oh, ha ha laugh. Like, These people don't know what they're doing. No, it's Luann and Sonia. Those two women are comedy gold. I love Sonia. When I passed the bar exam, my brother got me a cameo from Sonia and I should post it on like the Instagram feed because I just, it's just so special to me. I'll always ride or die for Sonia. I really will. And I just, I do wonder like, do Sonia, like, does her daughter watched this. Like, does the Morgan family know what Sonia's up to? Cause she totally like went home with some guy named Richard, not Richard, Richard. And I want to know, like, what does JB, JP Morgan think of that? Not that it matters because Sonia should be able to do whatever she wants, but it's like the connection to the bank that I'm just like, does the banking institution have anything to say about this? It won't change how we feel. Or what Sonia should do, but I'm curious, obviously. Is there a Morgan letter written about Sonia leaving some dive bar with a guy named Richard who had a back tattoo? I don't know. I would like to know. I would. I would really like to know. But God, has this week just been so fucking full of news? I felt like. Every time I turned around, there was a new piece of news for me to digest. Like first we had 
And it's radar online. That's the thing. Radar, radar online. I'm trying to say it like Lisa Vanderpump, but it's so hard. Radar starts shit all the time. And I always wonder like, who is your source here? Because we had a story come out a little bit ago about how Dorit and PK experienced a flood in their Encino home and how it happened was they left their some sink or some bathtub running in Phoenix's room, allegedly. And they allege that they left this bathtub or the sink running and the running water just like went everywhere. It went down the stairs. It went into an office. It ruined a bedroom. It was like, obviously the bathroom was ruined. And Dorit and PK allegedly submitted it to their insurance and their insurance, which was Lloyd's of London, was like, we're not going to actually do anything about this. According, according to the Kemsleys, this is all according to the Kemsleys. So that's a problem, right? If your whole house is flooded and no one will do anything about it. Well, do you guys think that's weird? I don't know if that's weird to you, but like a lot of weird things happen with their house. So I just feel like that's kind of weird. What had happened was after this whole water fiasco where the water went everywhere and it ruined all their house and the insurance company wouldn't pay them, they sued them in court and they told the court like these, this company hasn't paid us. We deserve this money because our house, you know, overflowed, yada, yada, yada. And before Lloyd's of London could even answer the lawsuit, before an answer even went in. Dorit and PK totally dismissed it. And they were like, oh, we're done. So either the insurance company ended up paying it out and was like, just needed a little pressure, which, you know, sometimes we forget about things. And then all of a sudden it's a lawsuit and you're like, oops, (laughs) just kidding. But, you know, so everyone has made a mistake. So, you know, maybe she made a mistake and I don't know, whatever. I don't, it's not my job to sit here and decide why this woman filed a lawsuit. But the point of it is it ended and the Kemsleys were like, it's over before it even begins. It's over. So I want to know. And oh, and by the way, all of this happened in like 2020. So this whole lawsuit between Dorit and Lloyds of London regarding the flood, it all happened in 2020. That's an old, that's a while ago. It got dismissed before it could even get answered. And then Radar Online is reporting it right now. Hmm, that's weird. It is weird, isn't it? And here's here's what's going on. Like, if you're listening to this far in the future and not like on the 17th of July, the thing of it is, is at this point in time, there's a lot happening in Beverly Hills. Uh, Mauricio and Kyle have decided to separate. They are no longer together at all, apparently, but they've, they haven't divorced. Let's take a quick break and then figure out what's going on over in the Richards Umansky home. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So, now that we're back, Kyle and Mauricio. Kyle and Mauricio have apparently decided that they are going to separate, but they haven't decided to divorce. And this is really important. Really important. So, you can either separate, like, we no longer are in a relationship, but we're still married because these people are married. There's like a whole legal thing to it. You can legally separate, which is like for people who have like religious things that were like, they can't get divorced, but they can separate and then get an annulment through their church. Um, It's kind of the same thing. Like they're done. Uh, maybe they want to say separate because they have kids. I don't know. Whatever. It's on them. Um. Or you can fully divorce. And so what I'm seeing here is Kyle was like, we're separated, but we're not divorced. There's also been nothing necessarily filed regarding Kyle and Umansky's. I I always want to call him Richard. And I don't know if it's because I just said Richard slash Richard about whoever, what's her name is trying to fucking crappy Lake. But I know his name is. Mauricio, I, so if I call him Richard, like, just go with it. I, I can't be bothered, but Kyle and Mauricio, there's always been these sort of rumors that like Mauricio has been stepping out, yada, yada, yada. And now there's these rumors going on that Kyle's stepping out and that Kyle's dating someone named Morgan Wade. I don't know if this is true or not. I, I don't fucking know. I don't know these people. Maybe they're dating. Who knows? Let's who's Morgan Wade? Who is Morgan Wade in this world? You know, who is. Who was it? Who is Adrian Maloof in this world? Who is Morgan Wade in this world? Apparently, she's a country singer. I was going around thinking this woman was a full on like personal trainer. And I don't know why I thought that. I think it's because I only saw like three pictures of her and Kyle and they were in the gym. But apparently she's a country star. That's great. That's where Kyle and her met. You know, they, she went, Kyle went to one of her concerts, yada, yada, yada. 
And from that point on, Kyle and Morgan have been together next to each other, hanging out, whatever. I don't fucking know why everybody just is like, oh, she's dating her. Oh, Morgan, Wade, and Kyle are dating. How do you fucking know? How do you know? So what? So Kyle and Mauricio allegedly separated. They didn't get divorced. We know Kyle's had his, or Kyle's had his. Mauricio has, oh my God. I think, I think my cups are catching up with me. But we know that Mauricio has had his dalliances. And if this is a dalliance of Kyle's, I say let the woman live. I don't know why now all of a sudden we have to make it about like the fact that she might be dating a woman. Okay, she might be dating anyone. Who cares? The important part is she's allegedly not dating Mauricio, which is fucking crazy to me. I get that Mauricio is kind of a cheater, allegedly. I just didn't, I didn't expect it from Kyle. Like I thought Kyle was always just like such a thirst monster for Mauricio, but it turns out she's just not. So Kyle is maybe seeing someone, maybe not, but either way, at the end of the day, Mauricio and Kyle have decided to separate. Nothing has been filed. So they're just living the life of a couple not together who happens to live together. I never understand that. If you have the money to not live together, don't. During a divorce. It's just, just don't. I, it's such a bad idea. Um, but I wonder if Kyle and Mauricio might be that kind of couple who's like, we're seeing just each other. We're seeing other people. I, they're both hot. All their kids are grown. What do, who cares? They can do whatever they want. Um, as long as Kyle's happy and yeah, I'm a Kyle apologist. I'm not going to be like, you know, shamed for that. I think it's fine. But since we're still in Beverly Hills, we have to talk about Diana Jenkins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to even bring it up. What the fuck is with Diana Jenkins? Okay. So she came out. Okay. Well, let's start over. Garcelle was just on Watch What Happens Live. And Andy was like, what's the deal with the bots? And she's like, yeah, we have no idea. But I think I know the people who did it. I think I know who the boys who did it. Obviously, we're all speculating here because none of us know who did it. But the internet's like, oh, it's Kyle, Rinna, and Diana. I don't know about the Kyle situation. I don't. I don't know if that's true. But Diana, if you don't remember, was like, well, I'm going to sue John Doe and try to figure out who these bots are so that I can figure out who did this to Garcelle. So she files this lawsuit and she's like, I can figure out who did it. Yada, yada, yada. She gets some discovery. She asks Facebook slash Meta, who is the person who commented these things? And apparently they got to the point where they can they have a pretty good lead but they think they'd be more successful if Garcelle was involved in the lawsuit. So Diana's attorney sends a letter to Garcelle's attorney. And the letter says something along the lines of, we've come this far. We've found out so much about who the bot might be. We've gotten almost all the identifying information that we need, but 
the court told us we weren't allowed to have any more discovery. So we need your help. So basically the court told Diana's camp, you've done enough. You've gone far enough. You either know who you're suing or you don't. Because if you don't remember, like I said a couple minutes ago, Diana was suing John Doe. She didn't know who she was suing. So the purpose of her discovery was to find out who she was suing. And in all this time, she couldn't figure it out. I don't know what she asked for. I don't know any of that. I don't know what extent she went to. I All I know is she apparently got some pretty identifiable information. And then the buck stops there. And the court said, you can't have any more information. I'm, you're done. You're done. Please leave. So they're like, but here's the thing, Garcelle, if you join our lawsuit, we might have a better chance at figuring out who these people are. And if you join our lawsuit, the judge might give us more discovery. So you should do that. What the fuck's over for Garcelle? Garcelle was doing her own investigation. She thinks she already knows who did it. What would it benefit Garcelle to join Diana's weird little fake lawsuit? And she's like, and Diana's lawyer was like, and Diana would, of course, cover the expensive. I'm I'm sure Garcelle isn't worried about paying her legal bills, but she probably wants to spend that money somewhere else because who wants to spend money on legal bills? I don't know anybody who does. Actually, that's not true. We have some clients who are like totally gung-ho to spend money on legal bills and that's fine. You know, it's just, it's exhausting and it's expensive and it's a lot of resources and it's like billing, billing in six minute increments. Like, you know, that whatever your attorney's doing for you, like they're billing by the f- six minutes. If it takes them seven minutes, they build just build you 12 minutes. I mean, it's crazy what we do around here and it's because this shit's so hard. So I just think like, listen, Diana, you think you've gotten this far with the, you know, whoever you think is the bots. I don't know why you would even ask Garcelle to join this thing, this lawsuit, um, just so that you could have more information. And then in the letter, Diana's attorney says, we'd be more than happy to share our investigative findings so far. Then do it. If you're so happy to share, just be like, hi, Garcelle, uh, uh, in the body of this email is the link to a Dropbox that'll show you all our investigative findings so far regarding the bots that attacked your son, Jack's on or about blank date. Thank you. But that never happened. Instead, she was like, you can join our lawsuit or I'll, I'll also give you the information if you want it. It's like, obviously they know that Garcelle has the information and doesn't need Diana's. And the other thing about Diana that bothers me is all of this shit is done so publicly on her Instagram. Like a couple weeks ago, she got so into it with NT because NT posted these things alluding to the fact that Diana might be somehow involved in the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. And the reason NT even alleged that was because of some books or something that connected Diana to Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, I understand. I get it. Like, who wants to be connected to Jeffrey Epstein? But after the show was over, like, nobody cared. 
Nobody cared who Diana was connected to. Nobody cared before who Diana was connected to. She says she wasn't connected to Jeffrey Epstein. I don't, I don't know the truth. I don't know anything. But she went after Je- uh, NT and ended up, they sued, or she sued NT and was like, you're defaming me. And push came to shove. And what ended up happening is NT and Diana both post joint release statements on or settlement statements on their Instagrams being like, NT's was like, I'm sorry that I did this. I don't think Diana is anyway involved with Jeffrey Epstein, yada, yada, yada. And then Diana's was like, after this expensive, long process, bitch, I thought you were rich. Why are you complaining? After this expensive process of suing, NT finally decides to acknowledge the fact that he's wrong or something like that. And it's just like Diana does this weird thing where she makes her tries to make herself so relevant when we've all moved on. And yet here I am talking about her. But I mean, she's not going to be on The Real Housewives. Does anyone drink Neuro water? I don't. I think I've had it maybe twice. I think it's a waste of plastic. They're, the lids of their water bottles are very similar in style to the lids of the laundry detergent, where it's like a tiny cup inside of a giant cup. I I don't, that's not very friendly to the environment, Diana. I don't get it. I don't know. I never liked Diana. What did um Philly Diva called Diana a lip licking heifer? And I about died. And I have to agree, Diana is a lip licking heifer. She just is. And whatever happens between Garcelle and Diana and figuring out the bots, I'm team Garcelle. Whatever Garcelle wants, I'm behind. If Garcelle wants to join the lawsuit with Diana, I'm joining the lawsuit with Garcelle with Diana. If Garcelle wants Diana to kick rocks, I'm handing Diana rocks to kick because I just want to see Garcelle happy, you know? I just, I love Garcelle. I do. She makes me laugh. I love her friendship with Sutton. I think it's two single girls who are here to have fun and who don't mind getting a little messy. And that is so refreshing in a town like Beverly Hills when none of those women go after each other really at all. I mean, they're just like, um, you were kind of mean to me. Not like they are over at OC where they're like, Your husband wants to fuck me. What is going on over at the Real Housewives of Orange County? Cut Fitness closed. And once Cut Fitness closed, Tamara's mouth opened. And she was like, now that this is no longer my business, I'm going to tell the business of all the people who used to be patrons here. And she sang like a bird. And she was like, and your boyfriend said he wanted to fuck me. And maybe that's true, but wow, why would you say that to your friend? It's just crazy. It's just crazy to me. So Diana, her bots, whatever, I must move on because she's just like, she exhausts me. She exhausts me so much and I can't stand her. Okay. On to the next two monsters. Kimberly Zolciak Bierman and Croy Bierman. Wow. Talk about two people who will dabble in a public resource. 
I mean, you have these people calling the cops left and right. I mean, Kim Zolciak calls the cops to be like, oh, yeah, my husband, crazy. And she just calls and then goes, hold on, hold on. Let me put 911 on hold so I can get them on speakerphone. And then she has the audacity to tell 911, um, I'll pro- honestly, I'll probably just call you back later. Like so casual, like as if 911 in Fulton County has nothing better to do than listen to Kim Zolciak's relationship problems. There are people with real relationship problems. And I don't know, maybe, maybe Kim and Croy's relationship problems are real, but it's kind of hard for me. I don't know. Not to believe, but to wrap my head around, I guess, because it seemed so good. And like, I guess everything really is a facade at the end of the day. We don't know what's really going on in someone's house, but we all know that Kim and Croy filed for divorce the same day, battle of the forms. They were like, I filed first. No, I filed first. Croy filed first, by the way. And anyone who says Kim filed first can eat my ass. Because it really was Croy who filed first. And you can look on my Instagram and I have the pleadings and it'll show you that right there. And I'm so sick of people being like, you're wrong. It's like, I'm not wrong. Numbers only work one way. It's like what Katie Heron said. Math is the same in every language. Fucking learn the number, bitch. Croy filed first. I don't, it just, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. But in this So uh, let me just keep going. So then they filed battling motions against each other. Croy wanted Kim to undergo evaluation because she had a gambling addiction. And Kim wanted Croy to go under some uh, investigation because I think because he was smoking pot or something. Really? We're going to get on people for smoking pot. Like, get over it. Is Kim gambling like crazy? Is she? I don't know. Why should we believe Croy over Kim? I barely know Croy. I don't know anything bad about Croy, though, so far. So I don't know who to believe. I don't. But they had their dueling motions, and before they could even get to a hearing or submit anything on why Croy thinks that Kim is a gambling addict and why Kim thinks that Croy smokes too much pot, we never got to the pleadings part where we got to read all the good juicy details. Um, and instead they both on the same day, just like the complaints, they both filed requests for dismissals. And this time Kim actually did file it first. Okay. Kim actually filed it first. The numbers really do work that way, but they both requested, you know, we're just going to stay together. And I wondered a bit, like, why would they do that? And here's the thing. They took out a lot of debt during their marriage, whether together they did it or separately they did it. At some point during their na- their marriage, there became allegedly a lot of debt. Might have been from gambling, might have not have been. I don't know. I haven't seen the finances, so I don't know. And like, I get people go off of what is posted online, but how can you even how can you even believe what's posted online? I like never believe anything that I read. <laughs> I just, cause half the time it's like with radar online, even, I mean, I feel like they should just be sponsoring this episode. I've said their name so many times. 
But with them, I'll read an article or a headline and I'll be like, oh, obviously this headline was paid for by blank. Like, I really do think that the headline of Dorit's flood lawsuit, because it was happening around the same time as the Morgan Wade stuff with Kyle Richards, I wonder if Dorit agreed with Kyle to kind of take the fall to like give Kyle and Mauricio a fucking break from the brutality of social media attacking their relationship or lack of relationship. I just wonder that. I don't know who paid for the headline. I'm not radar online, but I think it might've been Kyle who paid for the tribute headline. I don't know. That's just what I think. But Kim and Croy have decided we're actually going to keep it together. And I wonder if they did that because they have been sued by quite a few people. They've been sued by Target. I think a casino. I don't know. Don't quote me. A lot of people have sued them to recover debt that somehow, apparently, because Croy has said this, it was Kim's responsibility for like incurring all this debt. They're talking target debt, gambling debt. Croy accused Kim of gambling away like over a million dollars in their relationship. And maybe that's true. I don't know. But attached to Croy's motion earlier when he said he wanted Kim psychologically evaluated because she gambles a lot. Um, he attached one bank statement, I think from 2020 or 2021. It's on my Instagram. You guys can look at it. But he attached one bank statement that showed a lot of transfers to and from Coinbase. And I understand that to be a gambling operation. But what I also understand is that the statement itself was in the name of Croy only. Is it possible that Kim was authorized on the account? Sure. Is it possible that Kim was logged in using Croy's credit card? So it turned out looking like Croy did it. Sure. But I don't know if that's true or not. All I saw was a piece of paper that had Croy's name on it that had a lot of Coinbase deductions that he said was Kim's addiction. But he only included one month over a year ago. And I think, call me crazy. That addictions are habits. And so there should be more than one bank statement that shows that Kim has just completely lost it and has gambled away all their money. I believe that the statement Croy put out was from like April 2020 or 2021. That was also the very beginning of the pandemic. And people did a lot of weird shit. Like I started growing my own like sourdough starter. Who was I? I was like, I think I'm Martha Stewart all of a sudden. I'm going to make my own sourdough starter. We all did weird shit. Maybe she got a Coinbase account. I don't know. How can we, how can anything be established? A habit. How can any habit be established with one bank statement? One month. I just, to me, if I was like the judge or the opposing counsel, I'd be like, this does not a habit make. Bring me March. Bring me June. Bring me May. I want to see this woman erratically spending money. If you're going to expect me to believe she's some kind of addict to gambling. But I really do think what, what happened was they wanted to get a divorce. Like shit hit the fan. They both seem very volatile. Like they love hard and they fight hard. I really thought they'd be end game when they met each other at that dancing with the stars Atlanta 
So that's another reason why I'm, I really am surprised about this, but I just, I think they both got mad at each other and push came to shove. And then they started to get nasty, like two cats covered in shit and just went, and it's, they got out of control, totally out of control, totally and completely out of control. Um, somebody, I think it was Kim called the police. And last week, someone released the body cam footage of the police coming to Kim's house and being like, what's going on? Like, can I help you? Blah, blah, blah. And Kim did sound sort of distressed. And there was somebody on the phone who sounded like an older woman who was like also talking to the cops because Kim was like having one of those hyperventilating cries where she couldn't really talk that much. And... I wonder who that was. I don't think it was her mom because we know she's had that very contentious relationship with her mom, but it also could have been her mom. I'm just saying, I don't know who it was, but the cops came in and they were like, what's going on? And Kim was like, he called me this. He called me that. I don't know, but uh, my feelings are hurt. Yada, yada, yada. And I only watched two minutes of the body cam and then it completely cut out. So if anybody else has more of the body cam footage, I would love to review it. But from what I saw, all the lights were off. All the kids were in bed. Kim didn't want to wake up any of the kids. I don't know where Croy was because I couldn't find the other half of the video. And people were posting the half of the video that had Croy saying something to the cops, but genuinely I, I couldn't find it. So I don't know. Send it to me. If you know where it is, I'm very curious. I really am. So Croy and Kim have allegedly reconciled. I think they're going to have to figure out their debt lawsuits and then maybe they'll divorce each other. Maybe they'll stay together. I hope they stay together if they really do like each other. But if they want a divorce, I think they should be able to get one. And they will, you know, they will. Okay, you guys, I recorded this episode in two parts and this is the second part. All right. What had happened in between me recording this episode initially and me editing and posting this episode was something crazy, something crazy happened over in Beverly Hills. Um, pictures came out, photos came out, a page six article was released that had a photo of Erica Jane and a bunch of women that looked kind of familiar. You know, I didn't necessarily know where I knew them from, but I knew I knew them. So I click on the article. This is the headline. It's from page six. Erica Jane meets with victims. Ex-Tom Girardi allegedly defrauded, quote, came here with an open heart. What the, f okay, remember when we just said who paid for what headline? Come on. Who paid for this headline? The first sentence, okay, of this article is, Erica Jane is trying to make amends. What the fuck? So this article goes on to say that Erica Jane meets up with some of the people who Tom allegedly, quote unquote, defrauded. Um, I find it, you know... I don't know. I it, The wording here is interesting to me. Um, I know we have to say allegedly and all this stuff because of all the reasons that we already know about. Uh, but 
it's just so skewed towards like Erica being empathetic. And that's just not the Erica that we've seen for like every year on our screen. I mean, she literally like does her weird robot 20s voice and cries like a steel robot. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Erica's making amends. Like, no, she isn't, y'all. No, she's not. She's definitely staging a photo op. But that says the reality star, 52, was dressed conservatively when she arrived at the Valley Inn restaurant in Los Angeles for a Paul's ice cream event on Sunday, according to an eyewitness. What is Paul's ice cream? Never heard of her. I don't know her. I don't know Paul's ice cream. Well, I'll tell you who Paul's ice cream is. Do you remember on The Housewife and the Hustler when they had those people talking about how the lady's son was in the explosion in front of their house and he got severely burned and then Tom like harbored all his money and then it was the mom and the best friend and the best friend worked for Tom. Kathy Rio Gomez and Kimberly Archie, that's their names. They founded this company. They founded Paul's Ice Cream. And Paul's Ice Cream, and I read this on the Paul's Ice Cream website. Apparently, it's from Kathy, I'm sorry, Kimberly Archie's son, Paul, was in a motor vehicle accident, like with, he was on a motorcycle, and something, uh, something happened where, I forget actually 100% what it was, but I'm like, 87% sure it was Kimberly Archie really believes that and is bringing awareness to the fact that her son crashed his motorcycle because when he was previously playing football and stuff as a youngster, he got a lot of um, concussions and the concussions caused long-term effects. And I forget what the, it's like CTE or something. I don't, I don't know what it's called, but Kimberly Archie's this the mom of Paul from Paul's ice cream. So these two women who were on the housewife and the hustler are now meeting up with Erica Girardi. And it's just, it's really weird that this is the first time we're addressing the victims. The $25 million elephant in the room is like on page six with these people. Like it's really weird. It's really weird. So, the other thing I find interesting is in the article, the lady who's uh, Kimberly Archie, she says that she didn't think, she goes, I never thought she stole the money or anything like that, Archie tells page six of Jane. Well, I'm just confused because I could have sworn like, and maybe I'll have to watch the documentary and listen to the podcasts again, but... I could have sworn that in her in their podcast brigade, because after The Housewife and the Hustler, I remember Kimberly Archie went on a bunch of different podcasts. I think she went on Up, Up and Adam and um, Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop. And maybe I'm totally hallucinating this, but I could have sworn that she was like angry at Erica as well and thought that Erica was like in on it. I don't know. That's what I remember. If I'm wrong, let me know. But this is a totally different tune. Now she's saying, I never thought she stole it, blah, 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 blah. So now they're all friends. And that is so freaking confusing. So 
friend of the pod, Shira Weiss, posted something and I thought it was so perfect. Shira says, so regarding this quote news about, you know, Erica meeting up with the victims, I think a nice private meeting with the victims would have been heartwarming, but the step and repeat photo op with the victims who were so angry at Erica, the same Erica who refused to express remorse for a really long time. I mean, and then Peren, I mean, good on her. That is a better late than never switch. And Peren is tacky AF. These are people who went on podcasts and on a documentary and criticized her lack of remorse. This just looks weird. A behind closed doors approach would have been totally less confusing and less of a clout chase slash fangirl look. Am I the only one who finds it perplexing? That's what Shira said. So I was curious because I felt the same way that Shira did where I was so, I, my mind was blown when I saw her standing in front of a fucking step and repeat. I was like, they did not bring a step and repeat to a victim impact meeting. That is beyond LA. Like that's like, that's crazy. But I guess since it was an ice cream event that doubled as a victim impact meeting, um, the step and repeat was warranted. Allegedly. So I asked my Instagram folks, if you're not following me on Instagram, go head over. I said, what are your thoughts, feelings, opinions, and comments regarding the photo op? And I'm going to read you the ones that I got so far. Okay, not all of them because there's just too many. This one says, she's trying to recover her image. Agree. She's so contrived and inauthentic. Erica is only doing this for herself. That's a good point. It's weird and I'm skeptical. She knew her husband wasn't mentally with it anymore. Er, Yeah, totally. Exactly. Didn't Erica know that Tom was kind of loopy and was like maybe down going down the dementia route? Someone says, fake, phony AF, PR teams work. Finally, she can afford one. Yeah, it's all that singing out there in, in Las Vegas is doing her pocketbook good. This other person said, she's going, she's going, this is, she's doing this so that she can sell tickets in Vegas. PR move for money, vile. That's a point. Agree, I was shocked when I saw this, unless she wrote each of them a big fat check gross hate it someone says damage control and early ratings boost attempt and i think that's a great fucking point all of a sudden we have all this news about the real housewives of beverly hills all these fiascos yeah i think they're definitely trying to drum up some excitement i think this was a really good point um how much did she pay them finally I don't know. How much did she pay them? Did she pay them or did they pay her? Or was this like literally like just a act of out of her good and kind heart? Like what what was it? What was it? I can't even I can't even process it. Like if my if George Glass stole 15 million dollars from a bunch of people and like made my life a living hell for years while he went to like the old folks home and just like took morphine and like ate jello I would be pissed I would be so pissed and I really just don't think my first PR move after that would be what if we just 
do a photo op in front of this step and repeat. Like, what? It's quite the move. It's quite the move. And it might, it might work in Erica's favor, honestly. Like, if she comes to a judge and she's like, look, I've made peace with it. They've made peace with it. We're all good. It's all copacetic. Maybe the judge will be like, oh, yeah, she's definitely not guilty. They don't think she she's in on it. Like, I don't think she was in on it. Maybe that's the, the angle that Erica's going for. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm sticking around. I'll tell you what. I'm sticking around. Okay, before we wrap it up, Real Housewives of New York, the reboot came on, and I have a lot of thoughts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And I've heard, and I agree, really good things. I love it. I love the women. So let's just get that out there. But do you guys, I feel like kind of bad that like Crappy Lake is on like after that. And I, it was just really hard. It was really hard to go from like Jenna Lyons shoe closet to like mudding, mudding and knowing that like Sonia Morgan's liposuction wounds were leaking. Yeah. It was hard. It was really hard. <laughs> Am I going to cry? It was hard. And I don't, I don't think it's fair. I think they need to put Crappy Lake and Real Housewives of New York on, on different nights. And I wonder if they did that to like show like, this is the New York you wanted. And this is the New York you, like that you had. But see, I love Sonia and Luann. They are comedy gold it was amazing but boy was it tough oh my god I mean we were like watching restaurant wars I mean these women were it was giving it was giving and then to go to crappy lake and it's like we have to tell the mayor that we can't get the playground it's like I don't know it was hard it was really hard it's like I needed a little bit of Something in between there because, oh, what a fall from grace. But uh, but not, but not at the same time. I don't know. I think the programming is manipulating us. It's manipulating me for sure. It really is. But I loved it. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to know what you guys think. DM me. Let me know. I have a lot of fun talking to you guys. So like 
keep me in the loop. What are the hot new jams? What's everybody saying? You know, what are the kids doing these days? Let me know. I want to talk about it. Anyway, make sure you're following me over on TikTok, Instagram. I think those are the only two. Okay, so I was recording my other podcast called Can We Talk About with Leah Classic Sky Tops. And she told me one of our listeners over there said I say the word TikTok a lot and kind of weird. And and so sorry if I say TikTok a lot and kind of weird. I I never knew that. I never knew that. But follow me over on TikTok. Did I say that weird? Over there on TikTok, I'm just talking about whatever the hell I want. And I started talking about how fugly Heather Dubrow's house is because I think let's call a spade a spade. That decor is shit. And so I said that on my on my tick TikTok freedom of speech. Um, wow. I'm ready to ask Diana to launch an investigation into the bots that attacked me. Woo. I posted one video that was like, yeah, I don't really believe that Heather Dubrow's house is behind three gates. Like Heather said, nobody ever stops by. My house is behind three gates. And I posted, I don't really think it's behind three gates. I think it's only behind maybe one or two. Oh, oh my God. The amount of people who came for me, it was in the tens of thousands. I had to delete the video because I was like, this is, you guys are, you're crazy about how Heather Dubrow's house is behind three gates. And I need to learn a little more about the re, uh, real estate in California. And I'll just say, guess what, bitch? I lived in California for 31 years. I know how crazy the real estate is. And that's why I live in Minnesota, you big dope. But how do you say that to like 15,000 people on the internet? I don't know. It was, it was a lot. Um, but go ahead follow me over on TikTok. Sorry that I say that weird. Make sure you're leaving a five-star review, share this with your friend and... I think that's about it. I'm going to try to record a Patreon because I just still have a lot of thoughts. So follow me there if you want. Oh, also last week I had such a fun interview with Meredith Lynch. Um, Go listen to it. And if you liked it, like, let me know. I want to see if you guys liked it, if I should have more guests on or what the vibe is. Let me know. Okay. Bye.